The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go to Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Jonathan. How are you? Good to see you again. Good to be with you again. Welcome to Go to Health Radio. Again, the purpose of this show is to interview health experts from around the world who provide you with health news you can use. We want to elevate your life with evidence-based information from the health sciences. Now, I've been in health and medical communications for over 20 years, and I know the value that researchers and professionals can bring to your life with their expertise, services, and products. So let's get started with our first segment today. Its title is, How to Build a Better Brain with Nutrition, Overcoming Stress, Anxiety, Depression, and ADHD with Nutrition and Nutrients. Our guest now is Julia Rutledge, PhD. She's a professor of clinical psychology in the School of Psychology, Speech, and Hearing at the University of Canterbury in Christchurch, New Zealand. She's also the director of the Mental Health and Nutrition Research Lab and co-author of the new book, The Better Brain. And you can find that book at thebetterbrainbook.com. I think you're going to want to get this book by the end of the interview. Over the last 20 years, Professor Rutledge has become well-known for her research investigating the interface between nutrition and mental health. She's published over 140 scientific papers. And her TEDx talk, The Supply the surprisingly dramatic role of nutrition in mental health has been viewed over 1.7 million times. That's quite amazing. Having witnessed conventional treatments failing so many people, Julia is passionate about helping people find alternative treatments for their psychiatric symptoms. And through her focus on translating research into practice, she hopes to make nutritional interventions mainstream. Welcome to the program, Julia. Oh, thank you, Jonathan, for having me. And it's so great to see you again. Yes, you too. Julie and I work on another program together called New Brain Nutrition, and we met in Europe, and we've just created a fast friendship, and um, we're continuing to work together. So I want to start, Julia, with a couple of questions. First, in, in my introduction, what has been the failure of conventional treatments in helping people with their psychological or emotional problems? Where are we today? Where are we? Well, if we look at the numbers in terms of the numbers of people in any one given year who are struggling with a mental health issue, the World Health Organization estimates it to be about 20% and that that can go up to 50% if you consider all of the other the people who are impacted as well as thinking about it over a lifetime. Uh, so there's a no, and that number seems to be going up. It's kind of always hard to sort of pinpoint it exactly. But if you look at data from 50, 60 years ago, it was much lower. And some people say it's because we're better at diagnosing, but there are also a lot of other things that might be explaining that rising number. Mm-hmm. So we have a what we, it's been called the mental health crisis um, around the world. Uh, certainly, how it's described here in New Zealand, that many many people are struggling with mental health issues. And then we have to say, okay, well, how well are we doing with our treatments? And the bottom line is that 
if the treatments that we have currently were working well, then you should see at the end of the day, over time, the numbers going down as people got treated and got better. So the fact that the numbers continue to go up suggests that what we're currently offering people is not helping enough people. And that's things like, you know, we've got medications that are probably the frontline form of treatment in North America, um, followed by psychotherapy, if you're lucky, and other types of support. Uh, medications, the number of people on medications continues to rise internationally. Um, and, uh, and you know, many people, probably your listeners are, are on these types of medications like antidepressants, anxiolytics. The numbers are about one in 17%. So, uh, sorry, 17%. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was 17% of people are right. on, of adults are taking some kind of medication like that. So lots of people are on them. And the numbers are not going, the, the, we're simply not seeing the remission rates that we should expect, uh, given how widely used they are. So it's not that to say that they're not helping some people, they are, they can save lives. Right. But the data, when we look at the research studies, not enough people are getting well. And by well, I mean that they feel better, that they go back to work, they no longer have panic attacks. But the number of people I've, I've spoken to over the years, um, since I've been doing this work on new nutrition, who contact me, email me as a consequence of the TEDx talk, uh, call me just saying, I'm on these, all these medication, my friend, my family members on all these medications, and I'm still struggling. Mm -hmm. And that's, we've got to listen to that. We have got to listen to the, the public who are saying this isn't good enough. Yeah. So you've done a tremendous amount of research in your lab and this is clinical research with patients yeah. and this mm-hmm. is real data that you have Absolutely. about mm-hmm. using nutrition to, uh, to address mental issues. What got you interested in this whole area? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a trained clinical psychologist, not a nutritionist. So that's important for your listeners to know that. And I was trained in a very medical model where I was taught that nutrition was essentially irrelevant Mm -hmm. to brain health. And when I think about that now, and I think about that education that I received in the, you know, the mid to late 1990s, uh, I kind of think, how in the world could I accept that as being a reasonable way to think about brain health? Now that I I understand why nutrition is so important to the brain. Right. I really do look back on that in in astonishment and and also disappointment that educators were were giving that message. And that's not just me. That was at the University of Calgary. But if you go to medical school, um, the training that doctors get in med- in nutrition is tiny. It's, it's a, a couple, it's of, a couple hours. of exactly. It's a yeah. couple of hours, and it's usually focused on things like um, maybe eating disorders if you're you know, if you are are in the mental health space, or it might be looking at the role of food in physical health, but not mm-hmm. and not thinking about the role of food in, say, the treatment of depression or the treatment of anxiety or ADHD. So that's the sort of the current state. There's been research that's actually looked at this more recently to see is this getting any better, and it isn't. Mm-hmm. So that I, you know, you you can certainly feel pretty comfortable that your your doctor, your physician, isn't getting a lot of education in this area, and nor are other mental health pro- professionals. So I'm not just focusing on physicians. So 
So how does that a psychologist end up doing this? Is that yes. oh, it just happened that when I was doing my PhD um, at the University of Calgary under the supervision of Professor Bonnie Kaplan, who is now retired, um, but she's the co-author of the book, um, that she was approached by families from Southern Alberta who were claiming that they could treat really serious psychiatric conditions like bipolar disorder, like um, you know depression, like psychosis with nutrients. And in that case, it was nutrients in a sort of a, a taking them in a, a liquid form at that point. It's now, it's now in capsules and powder, but at that time mm-hmm. it was in a liquid mineral type of concoction. And she, she just, you know, laughed and, and was like, there's no way that that is possible that you can treat these serious conditions that way because she and I had been taught that the only way you can treat these serious conditions is with psycho, uh, with medications and or psychotherapy. That's really quite a claim when you think about it, it. It certainly is, exactly. And so she just wanted these people to go away. And um, But the one thing that I learned from Bonnie, and I really respect her for it, and that I try to instill in my own graduate students, is that unusual ideas are going to come our way as scientists. And yeah, some of them are just crazy and or not crazy, but you know, that they, they they are so they're so they there's no logic to them that we can dismiss them. But with this one, I think she she'd been studying nutrition previously. And so what she decided to do was say, okay, fine, you guys are doing this, let's do a small clinical trial. So she ran a small clinical trial around the time when I finished my PhD and went on and did a postdoc. Um, I went moved to Toronto and was at the Hospital for Sick Children for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. she um, did a clinical trial and showed that, he, and she recruited people with bipolar disorder who were on medications. And over a six-month period, these people not only showed their symptoms getting better over that six-month period, but they were also able to get better with a lower dose of their medication. Mm-hmm. And if people out there are on medications, they'll recognize that that's probably a good thing. Because medications, while they can help the symptoms, they come alongside with a side effect profile that can can sometimes be quite difficult and intolerable. So to think that you could you could get benefit from the nutrient intervention alongside a lowering of your medications is overall viewed as a as a good thing from everybody. Mm-hmm. So she showed that and and it was um, published in a really, really well-respected journal. I think that was the Journal of Clinical Psychiatry. And then she, she, what was astonishing was that she then wanted to move on and do clinical trials, like a randomized contr- controlled trial, which is where you compare the nutrients to placebo. And she ended up, her, her trials got shut down. And Health Canada got involved, and they heard about it, and they, um, they just said, no, people cannot be taking these nutrients. It's not a treatment. And... It was there was a you know many years there where they couldn't do the research, um, the supplements couldn't be sold in Canada, et cetera, et cetera. So it was really quite a dark time for trying to uncover whether or not there was anything to this. So that's um, so I heard about all of this obviously, and um, and she, Bonnie came to New Zealand because that so then I moved to New Zealand. That's where mm-hmm. I am right now, mm-hmm. and. I, um, she told, she came to New Zealand in 2003 and, and told a, a, a very large audiences about this uh, very preliminary work. Other people at that point 
had also shown this. Charlie Popper, a psychiatrist at Harvard, had published also an open label, this kind of open label case series where you, you give the nutrients to people and see how they go. A few other psychiatrists as well had started publishing on this. So she tried to get people in New Zealand interested. And I guess that's why I'm doing it is that I, I learned from her is that you need to at least be open. You need to be a critic and conscience of society as a scientist. Yes. And you need to study things that might contravene the current way of thinking. And let's face it, at that point, I was no longer naive thinking that these treatments cured everybody, like psychotherapy didn't cure everybody. I had my own data that was showing that even kids, kids and adults with ADHD, even despite getting the best treatments, the conventional treatments, they were still impaired. And I just thought, you know what, this is my role as a scientist. We need to see if there's other things that we can offer people because what we're doing right now isn't good enough. So you and I know about this, but let's educate our audience a little bit. What is the connection between nutrition and diet and the brain and brain health? I mean, what what possible connection is there? I know. And again, you know, going back to my absolutely terrible education in this, um, I wouldn't have been able to answer you at all if I, you know, back in the 1990s, but obviously now I'm educated. I understand. I've been to so, I've read so much and so many papers and been to so many conferences um, that I feel really comfortable about telling you what does nutrition do to the brain? And it's not, it's, it's, once you, you engage with the science, you go, of course, we should mm-hmm. be um, ensuring that our, we, we think about a good foundation of nutrition for good mental health. So nutrition basically is that when it, um, when we think about anything that's going on in your brain, so uh, making neurotransmitters is hopefully something that will resonate with your audience. And a neurotransmitter is something like serotonin or, or dopamine. And many people are familiar with these, these names, I'm hoping, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And that's partly because of the antidepressants that are called SSRIs or um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. So what they're telling you is that they have an effect on your serotonin levels. So, and, and so therefore it's a clue that um, while the science is, is complicated in this, in this space, what it's saying is that the, the SSRIs are, are, are having an effect on the serotonin levels, and somehow that seems to have an effect on emotions. Mm-hmm. So we are familiar with that idea that we need to, to make sure that we have some serotonin. But what many people don't know or don't realize is that to make serotonin, you need nutrients, and specifically, mm. you need micronutrients. And micronutrients, your listeners are going to be familiar with them. They're vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. And we always hear about how we need to eat our fruit and vegetables in order to get a good supply of vitamins and minerals. But what they often think of in the context of eating vitamins and minerals is that it's good for your heart or it might be good for your bones. But as, as children, we were not educated to think about it as being relevant to your brain, which is remarkable given that the brain, while it is only 2% of our body weight, so it's a really quite small organ, um, it, is, it, it consumes 20 to 40% of 
what comes in. So it's the Mm. most metabolically active organ in your brain. I like to call it a really hungry organ Mm -hmm. because when you're eating, you are mostly feeding your brain. Mm. So you eat your fruit and vegetables and you get these minerals and vitamins and they are what are essential for making your serotonin or your dopamine or all of those neurotransmitters that are required for your your brain to function. So when you when you delve it down to that level of you know what I'd call biochemistry and recognize that they 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 they're needed for those biochemical reactions, you suddenly realize how important they are. And that's just one example of what they do. They do a whole host of other things. They are essential for the energy production. So, you you know, if you're feeling tired, it might be because you're not feeding your mitochondria, which are in every single one of your cells. And they're, they're, they're essential for making the energy molecules. Maybe you're not feeding your mitochondria well, because they need those micronutrients. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight. And in the book, we go into so much detail, but in a way that, you know, it's, it's written for the public and it's, you know, in a way that hopefully is engaging and um, interesting for the reader and going, oh, wow, oh, I know why I need to eat. It's for my brain. Good. Julia, this is a wonderful overview. So I just want to repeat 40% of what you eat goes to brain function. Yes. That's incredible. I, I will I, I will remember that the next time Good. I sit down exactly. for a meal. 40% you know. folks of what you eat goes to brain function. I want you to remember that. Um, we're going to take a break shortly, but um, and we're going to talk more about what's in your book and it's called The Brain Book. And it's at The Brain Book. The Better, the the better, better Brain. The Better, the better brain. brain Book. Sorry, thebetterbrainbook.com, no, the- <laughs> right? Yes. So the book is called The Better Brain, but we could only get the uh, the Earl of The Better Brain Book. Got so it. that's why there's, yeah, sorry. I know that's why it's confusing. That's good. So you want to check this out at thebetterbrainbook.com. And uh, we will be back with Julia after these messages to talk more about what's in the book and what you can do to feed your brain in a better way. Stick with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. 
ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. Okay, and we're back with Julia Rucklidge, and we're talking about the Better Brain Book, and you can get it at thebetterbrainbook.com. Julia, I want to focus this segment on the book itself. So tell mm-hmm. us what's in the book, how can it help people? Uh, mm. Do you give formulas, recommendations? Just sure. share us with us yes. what's in the book, and let's yeah. talk about that. No, I'm thrilled about it. It just came out yesterday in the United States. Wonderful. And um, it is uh, essentially. A, a book that talks about uh, nutrition from the angle of thinking about it from the brain health. So it never before has a book uh, explained why you need to eat to feed your brain. So we talk about the basics around what I, you know, I, I gave you some examples um, in the last segment around what why we need to eat foods that are rich in micronutrients. So in those vitamins and minerals, um, we talk about what foods have are rich in micronutrients. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be no surprise to you, hopefully, that ultra processed foods, those are the packages that you get in your, in your gas stations, um, it, you know, something like two thirds of the foods that are sold in supermarkets are ultra processed. So they're everywhere. They are, um, you know, certainly have made life more convenient. Um, but they are really lacking in vitamins and minerals. And so that's something that a lot of people aren't aware of. They think about the the food from the fats and the carbs and the protein perspective or calories. But I've been spending the last, um, you know, several months uh, running an online course, um, you know, one of these, a MOOC, a mass online open access course that's open to everyone around the world. And one of the questions that we get people, uh, one of the questions is to get people to look in their cupboards and look at the food labels and report back. And what has been really interesting is that pretty much unanimously around the world, the food labels only tell you about fats, carbs, and proteins. They don't tell you about those micronutrients. Right. So you have no idea that the ultra processed food is really not that good for your brain. It's not it's not providing those nutrients. So we talk about then where are you going to get them from? You get those from a whole food, real food diet. And we focus on the Mediterranean diet specifically because the Mediterranean diet has got the most research on it when it comes to optimizing brain health. We talk about the amazing research that's been done on the Mediterranean diet. Um, did you want to say something? Or? Yeah, I just wanted to say, just explain for us briefly, what is the Mediterranean diet for those who don't know? 
Sure. So the Mediterranean diet, I mean, it's from the Mediterranean, obviously, um, but it's it's a diet that is really rich in a lot of fruit and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, their main fat is olive oil that they cook with. And I, I've been taking cooking lessons with a Italian chef and goodness, I didn't realize how much olive oil you can just like put on your your salads and on your mm-hmm. on your foods. And it's a really wonderful uh, um type of cooking oil and you can use it with all of your cooking Mm -hmm. um so using that as your main your main fat um and uh it's rich in nuts rich in legumes so you know making sure that you're eating uh, things like think about lentils or uh quinoa or thinking about uh, beans cooking a lot more with beans Uh, Mm -hmm. those are they are really rich sources of nutrients of micronutrients uh fish is in the mediterranean diet some meat not an excessive amount of meat but some some meat and not your ultra processed meat but your you know your uh, meats Fresh meat, preferably if you can, you know, your grass-fed types of meat, not your your um, corn-fed meat that I, unfortunately, I know you get a lot of in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then low in your ultra-processed food. So, not low in your sugary drinks, low in takeaways, l- low in that those foods that I just described, um, really that are in our, mostly in our supermarkets and all, or just surround us. Mm-hmm. So, that's your Mediterranean diet. We explain, we, we give you a pyramid about how much of different things you should be eating based mm-hmm. on research that was done in Australia, where they... Uh, took people who were depressed and who were not eating well, and they taught them how to eat the Mediterranean diet. And so they had a group who were doing that, and they had a group of people who were uh, receiving sort of social support. That was their control group. And 30% of those who were in the diet group went into remission in their depression Mm. in their three-month trial versus uh, only 8% in the social support group. So it's, that you know, that type of research is quite... um, uh, enlightening. It's it was the first study that had been done looking at trying to help people change their diet and see whether or not it had an impact on their mood. But it was since replicated uh, twice now, and I'm I'm sure there's more replications underway. And I know that in fact we're um, not targeting depression, but the European group that we're involved in are looking at that with respect to attention deficit disorder. So. Um, so there's there's a lot of interest in this diet style. Yeah, let me just pop in there for a, a second. So the the research that Julie and I are both involved in, you can learn more about at a website called newbrainnutrition.com. And this is a five-year study that's going on in Europe funded by the EU. And one of the studies that's happening, there's uh, four clinical trials going on, but one of the clinical trials going on is on the Mediterranean diet specifically. And then there is another uh, a trial on nutrients and another trial on vitamins and another trial on the elimination diet. What mm. foods can you take out yeah. and what effect will that have? Exactly. So this is a big project that Julie and I are both engaged with. But go yeah. ahead, tell us more what's in the book. Yes, keep going. Yeah, so uh-huh. so we talk about the that research that the and we also talk about elimination diets and what we've we've learned from that with respect to ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we walk the reader through all of that really robust data to say, if you're going to change your diet, this is probably the most recommended. And we don't also talk about other diets, but at 
at this stage, there's no other diet that we can say has got a lot of solid backing to it. It doesn't mean that they're not going to be helpful. It just right. means at this stage, we can't endorse it because the research isn't there or it's not strong enough. So that's things like vegan, um, keto, um, uh, paleo, all of those uh, fat, yes. I, I don't know if it's fair to call them fad diets, but you know they, they're out there, they're quite popular and um, and certainly I know that they help some people. I hear a lot of stories about it, but at this yeah. stage, we stick to the Mediterranean diet because it's got the most evidence. But then what we do is we, talk, we, we walk the reader through why, um, why, even if you changed your diet, why it wouldn't help everybody. And so then we talk about really the, uh, the kind of scary data on the health of our soil and go into quite a bit of detail about the microbiomes of the soil. And that at the mo- at, you know, if we look at arable land in North America, there's a lot of deficiencies in the minerals. And so once you appreciate that the only place you can get the minerals from is from the soil and the minerals get taken up into the plant and then the plant uses the minerals to make the vitamins you mm-hmm. kind of realize that hold on if our soils are depleted of minerals this is going to affect the nutrient density of the plant and so we talk a lot about what's happened with uh, farming that may be contributing to a to foods that are not as nourishing as as they were for our grandmother. We call it not your grandmother's peach, that right. chapter. And so it's it's explaining what has changed and why we really need to be uh, really concerned about the, the health of our soil. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to saying, okay, so you've changed your diet, you've gone Mediterranean, you're still struggling. What else can you do? And why and and you know explain why it might not be sufficient just to change your diet and then we go and launch into the the really um, exciting well I think it's exciting because I've been doing it for twelve years now research on using vitamins and minerals in a pill form so mm. I've been running as you said earlier clinical trials in my lab where we recruit people who are struggling with a mental health issue uh, the our most of the research that's published has been on ADHD but we're doing other trials at the moment for other challenges as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to show that the micronutrients were superior to the placebo. Uh, 50% of people in a small, short clinical trial were much to very much improved over the eight-week period versus 21% on placebo. So it's quite a, certainly a more powerful effect than placebo. Yes. Um, and we've also followed um, children long-term using nutrients, and we find that most of them are in remission after a year if they're taking micronutrients when they're not all in remission if they're on medication or not on in remission if they're not doing anything at all. And that part right. isn't that surprising. Now, I just want to ask a clarification. Julia, we're not suggesting here that people get off their medications and just do food. Can we clarify oh. that? <laughs> I can certainly I can clarify that. Um, you know, as, as I said before, uh, many people do get better uh, with medication. And if you're one of the if the, one of your listeners out there are, is someone who's on medication and doing really well, then I think that's fantastic. And just keep going. So what I'm the what we're trying to talk the people we're talking to are the ones who are finding. Well, I haven't. I'm still. I'm on medication, but I'm still struggling. I mean, one mm-hmm. thing you can do is talk to your family doctor yeah, or your absolutely. prescriber and look at other options for you. Um, But changing your diet 
is certainly something you can do when you're on your medication. Taking supplements is something that you need to be really, really careful about alongside medications in the doses that we're giving, because we're not giving people, um, you know, you're you're like a, a one a day. We give up to 12 pills a day. So that mm. gives you a sense of the both the breadth and the dose that we're giving them in quantities that are not we, they're not mega doses, but they're higher than your ex, that most people are used to when they take right. a, a vitamin pill. So mm-hmm. we do caution about taking nutrients alongside medications, and we certainly don't want people to stop. We know that can cause really um, challenging withdrawal effects, and um, and that's I, don't, I certainly don't want anyone to do that. So to think about the nutrient perspective, it's really important that you go back to your family doctor and talk about that. Right. So, um, and 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 know that they there are some interactions that can occur when you take the two together. So that just needs to be done really, really carefully. Now, do you give recipes in the book or we recommendations? Yes, we do. Yes, Tell we us do. a little bit about that. Sure. So we give uh, we have over thirty recipes in there that follow the Mediterranean style diet. So mm-hmm. just to give people an idea of what it looks like, you know, what does this, this you know, as you were asking, well, what does it, you know, uh, what does it mean? And so we've got lots of um, recipes that are following that traditional type of diet um, from your breakfasts to your desserts and um, hopefully enabling people to start dabbling in this uh, way of, of cooking. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we do have that. And we also talk about, the supplements that have been studied because the problem with the whole supplement industry is that there's, as you know, in North America, there you're, you go into a farm, a, a pharmacy or into the supermarket, there's aisles and aisles and aisles of, of products. And you're like, well, what do I take? Uh, which one is going to actually be good for my brain? Which one was used in those, um, the studies that are described in the book? Mm-hmm. So we provide all of that information of all the research, the clinical studies that have been done, um, you know, not just in my lab, but all around the world. There's been studies that have been done um, in North America on autism, and there's been studies on aggression in prisoners. There's study, a lot of studies on stress. Um, but just to go back to your question earlier, our studies have been done on people who are medication free. Mm. So that's an, a, an important aspect is that we're allow, enabling people to get well, some mm-hmm. people to get well without medication. So, mm. you know, it's, it's important to just know that there's another option. It's not a replacement. It's just to know that, hey, you know, when, you, when you're struggling with these issues, yeah, we've got medication and we know how that works and we've got psychotherapy. But, hey, you know what? Another thing we can look at is to either think about your diet or to consider the supplements. And the advantage of supplements is that they don't have this um, the side effect profile that's been documented with medication. Right. right. Now, you can overdose on supplements, so you want to be careful, right? And you want to follow the, the, you, you know, the, the guidelines you're talking absolutely. about. Absolutely. And I don't want people to take my research and go and, and think they need they should just go into a supermarket and instead of taking one, take 12. Not at all. If right. you're going, you need to look at the, the supplements and the, that have been studied, that have research to back them. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of products that have been studied uh, for the treatment yes. of things like ADHD or, or 
mood or stress. Right. So now I know you did a, a, a clinical study in New Zealand following very stressful events like the earthquake yeah. and the major shooting. Can you just? Yeah. we have just a couple of minutes. Can you just briefly tell? Sure. What yeah, br- I will do briefly. So um, there's a there's actually an enormous uh, international literature showing the effects of B vitamins on stress. So that's a pretty robust. There's been studies all over the world that have looked at workplace stress or stress in students. So they've been shown to be better than B complex has been shown to be better than placebo. So knowing that, and then when this earthquake struck and when I was in, 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 it was in 2010, 2011, we decided to compare the B complex with a broad spectrum of B of the vitamins and minerals and compare it also to people who we call treatment as usual, where they didn't take any of the nutrients, but decided to instead to uh, take medications or go for psychotherapy or do nothing at all. Right. And in, in a nutshell, we followed their PTSD symptoms and the rates of probable post-traumatic stress disorder in those who received the nutrients dropped from 65% to 19% with a one-month intervention with micronutrients versus no change. It stayed about 50% for those who who went for treatment as usual. So pretty powerful effect. We then replicated it after a flood in Alberta, Canada, and then in on March fifteenth, twenty nineteen, a mass you know there was a mass shooting in two mosques in Christchurch. It was absolutely devastating. I know this is a familiar story in the United States. It doesn't happen Way in too. New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and fifty one people were killed, um, and many many injured. And what we decided to do as a lab was to not do research, but just to do tr- what I call translational science. And we um, gave away nutrients, we raised money, we got donations, and we gave away nutrients to anybody who was a survivor, either who had been in the mosque or who knew somebody who was killed in the mosque. Mm -hmm. And we monitored their symptoms as a clinical intervention. And we found the same thing that we'd found in the flood and in the earthquakes was that we reduced rates of PTSD symptoms, we improved their stress levels, their anxiety, their mood over just a fairly short period of time. So it just tells you that when you're under a lot of stress, you need nutrients. And it's not, um, and it's really, when you think about it, fight, flight response needs nutrients. That's your survival mechanism. And, you know, I liken it to what, it's like a triage system that your body goes, we need nutrients to make sure that the survival happens. And that's at the expense of other things like your concentration, your memory, right. your uh, your mo- regulation of so mood and Julia, sleep. Julia, we're out of time, um, but this has no been problem. absolutely wonderful. I want to recommend the book. This is Julia Rucklidge, and her book is The Better Brain Book. And you can find no, the it. The Better at- Brain. The, the Better, better brain, brain, right, sorry. <laughs> it's The Better Brain, and you can find it at thebetterbrainbook.com. Julia Rucklidge, and uh, thanks so much for being with us today. Stay with us, folks, because we have another guest coming up in just after this break to talk about eight weeks to wellness and all the things you can do to get better, including nutrition, but many other things as well. Julia, thank you so much. Good luck with the book. Take care. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Jonathan. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning into the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment, and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at GoToHealthMedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. All righty. That was a wonderful interview with Julia Rutledge from New Zealand. And we move over now to Sheila Sterling, Ph.D., She's in Las Vegas, and she has a wonderful program called Eight Weeks to Wellness. I know she's going to pick up on a lot of the nutrition points that Julia made, but Sheila is a PhD in natural health and runs True Life Solutions, where science meets holistic healing. She's certified in and a practitioner of live blood microscopy, lymphology, and functional nutrition counseling. She's an award-winning author of An Ounce of Prevention, I'm sorry, An Ounce of Prevention, Anatomy of Healing and Wellness, The Vibrant Life Cookbook, that could be a good one to pick up, and the CD, The Sounds of the Soul. Sheila helps people achieve radical wellness regardless of age, working with clients remotely and in person, and she's got programs, classes, and products available online. Welcome, Sheila. How are you today? Well, thank you so much. I'm excellent. Thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk about Eight Weeks to Wellness. Good. So so tell us about this program, Eight Weeks to Wellness. Yeah, it, it's actually, so I've been doing this for about 30 years. So um, about eight years ago, I kind of combined a lot of different things because nutrition, of course, is 
we all know very important, but it goes beyond that. And it was actually set up as a diabetic program, but I have people that, you know, came to me and said, gee, I have MS. Will this work? I'm like, well, I don't know. Try it. It, it worked. Symptoms gone. Everything from heart disease and everything. And I know there's a disclaimer. This is not to take place of anything medical, but I do want to uh, get into it. If you if it's good, if it's okay, please. Uh, yes, because, you know, I'm interested in cellular health. Everyone says, well, you have to heal at a cellular level. Well, what exactly does that mean? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, the eight weeks to wellness program is an extremely successful program. Um, it, it, it's a multifaceted program. Nothing is left to chance. And I do it with you. So every week, there's a different uh, topic. We go extensively through this. I even help people shop, even online. People take me shopping with them on FaceTime. (laughs) So Uh they're like, is this piece of broccoli okay? And I'm like, is it organic? They're like, well, no, but it's on sale. I'm like, put the broccoli down, you know. So because in, in being wellness, and as we all are wanting to achieve wellness, regardless of your age or where you are, quality is really becoming the main issue over quantity, as most things. And I wanted to hold up a picture, a kind of a before and after, because I do live blood and I'm a blood specialist. So if somebody came to me and I did their blood and it looks like this, this is blood that is not getting oxygen. This is blood that's not getting nutrients. It looks very puffy. Well, yeah. How would you describe it? it, It's Well, it's dehydrated, coagulated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. uh, this is what you want your cells to look like. This is what cells look like after they're on the program. And, you know, it's very it, round and looking healthy, looking in distinct shape. Yes. Yes. And so people, unless you have microscopy done, you actually don't know the quality of your blood, not the quantity, but the quality of it. So it's really important to have a baseline because mm-hmm. then that gives a good stepping stone, but you don't have to probably probably more than 50% of the people on my programs don't actually come here uh, for the microscopy because they live in New York or in Texas or wherever they are. So, right. um, but through, through it, like the first week we have a, a, what we call the jumpstart where you get a list of all the foods you are, you know, can buy and everything. Now it is tailor made for people because let's, let's take a diabetic for instance. Okay. So somebody comes either uh, with uh, diabetes or metabolic syndrome um, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of my clients had, he had had it for like 15 years. He's in his late forties and they, he was on insulin on, uh, plus pills. And no matter what they did and he changed his diet, they could not get him under 200. I mean, mm-hmm. he was up in the two, three, four hundreds, which is of course, very, very dangerous. Right. And you um, want to be below a hundred. Yeah, you want to be below, well, 100, but yeah, anything up to 125, you're, you know, you're not in the diabetic range. Right. And of course, we all know that uh, not only diabetes, but many other um, things, as some people think it's age-related, but some of them, some of it isn't, because it affects the cardiovascular. It affects everything. It affects the liver and the kidneys and the brain function. So uh, they week to wellness program is actually we concentrate on the liver secretly without really having to say it. Mm-hmm. What we're actually doing is we are waking up the insulin receptors and we're getting the body to a place where it can heal itself. Mm-hmm. Now it takes, it takes a lot. You know, you have to know a lot about this is 
I should say this is not for the faint of heart. Uh, you have to be serious about it because you, I can't. It's a can't, program you have to work. I, yes, you have to do it. I can tell you exactly what to do. And there's right. so many um, different factors of it. You know, we work on like the, the, the previous person was talking about the brain. One of our reports is called, you know, your brain, your way. Uh, mm-hmm. Things like strategies for success. So every week you get, I mean, they're all like 15 to 20 page. You get these beautiful reports that come out. You have 24-7 access to me. And then we do have Zoom calls where we each person, you know, we go through everything. Right. Now, so, Sheila, what do you cover in the program besides nutrition? What other modalities are you working on? Well, it's besides nutrition, it goes, well, it goes into everything, what you're eating, how you're eating, herbal. Now, um, we're, we talk about supplementation. I don't, I don't, um, some supplementation is really good, but if you can get it naturally, like, you know, cinnamon is, is a big thing with blood sugar. Let's take mm-hmm. that for example. And people go, well, I, I take cinnamon and I'm like, well, where do you get it? Oh, well, you know, I get it at Sprouts or Walmart or Whole Foods or Vons. And I'm like, stop, because you have to really get behind that. All cinnamon, 90-some percent of all cinnamon sold in this country is casa cinnamon, first of all, okay? And all things that you'll find on the shelves in your store um, are basically irradiated. Mm -hmm. And some of them are processed with what they call hexane, okay? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't say that on the label, but but it's true. Casa cinnamon can actually damage the liver, so you don't want to be using that medicinally to heal yourself because you're actually doing damage. Right. So um, uh, true cinnamon or cyan cinnamon, uh, and I, I actually sell all the herbs that I talk about because I have very specific places that I get them where they're not irradiated mm-hmm. and no hexane used. So they become a medicinal herb. And that goes for turmeric. Uh, we use turmeric is very anti-inflammatory. Uh, and and sometimes we go into different herbs. Like some people, if you have some disorders, you have uh, sometimes a little nervous energy or you don't sleep quite well. And if you've ever gone to bed at night, you know, where you're really tired, but your mind isn't. Yes. Okay. So then we move into some other Ayurvedic herbs like ashwagandha. You know, or there are different kind of herbs that are good for the blood, mm-hmm. um, you know, nettle. Um, I've, I had people, one gentleman, I'll just say, was diagnosed with prostate cancer and came to me because he was quite scared and didn't want to do surgery. He went on the program, but we supplemented him with different herbs. Um, and one of them, of course, is nettle root. Now, nettle root will work for the male. It's the nettle leaf that works for the female. Mm-hmm. So you have to get, you, you really have to kind of know your stuff behind this. It's not like, you know, and if anybody has had experience where the doctor says, oh, just exercise and eat better and it'll just go away. Now, some people have some success with that, but most of the time we find you really, you really need help. You really need somebody to take take you kind of by the hand. The person I was talking about um, happened to be a very uh, prominent insurance salesperson, and he couldn't get life insurance for himself or his family for 15 years because of his diabetes and the numbers. And with uh, within the eight weeks, 
we got him down, down under 125, and he was able to get a $5 million policy wow. uh, to, to protect his family. Yeah. So there's the difference. There's a difference in just changing your diet, but actually entering into, it takes about eight weeks. What we're actually doing is we're changing the blood. Uh-huh. We're changing it from that coagulated blood that we saw with the bodies and functioning well. You know, some people say, oh, I'm, I'm hydrated. I, I drink eight, nine glasses of water. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not the person whose blood we just looked at, they drink a lot of water. It's not actually, it is what you're putting in your mouth. But it's what is the body doing with it once it gets in the body? If you have some mechanisms that are slow or not functioning, and it's not it's not going <laughs> where it's supposed to go. Like most people who are diabetic don't realize, um, in microscopy, I can see diabetes uh, probably about five years before you're going to get it. Hmm. And... Um, there are certain things that I'd love to give out some information, if I may. There are certain things to look for. Um, most diabetics are low in what they call chromium. So you, you want to start supplementing with chromium and chromium with GTF, which is glucose tolerance factor. Another thing that a lot of people don't go into, they might see that their thumbnail sometimes has lines on it or ridges. And they're like, oh, I wonder what this is. Well, guess what? It's also B1. Your body... Um, as you become insulin resistant, what they call insulin resistance, which is actually what diabetes is, mm-hmm. uh, your, your body breaks down the function of putting protein where it's supposed to be and when it's supposed to be. And so sometimes it'll show up. It's actually a B1. People talk about folate or B12 and all these things. They're, they're important. So confusing. It is very, yeah, it can be confusing. And, and that's why it, sometimes a program is very appropriate and, and very needed. So, you know, if you, if you have these few supplements, so we work with a lot of different things. Also stress, stress is huge. I was going to uh, ask about stress. Stress must pay. We just have a couple minutes here, Sheila, but just, t- yeah, tell us the, the role of stress and, and, and dealing with that in your program. Well, stress uh, creates inflammation. And inflammation creates disease. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty hard when you've received a diagnosis to not get stressed, stressed. about it. Yes. So the thing is, is the very first thing is to get it into your mind and your whole being that the body was made to be well. The body wants to be well. You you just need the tools to make it so. Mm-hmm. And and really that's that's the thing. And when people, you know, they sit down and they have a consultation with me, and I think what it does is it gives them hope. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, it, it's sort of like I've been through a lot. We don't talk about that, but I've come back from things they said I could never recover from. And I am in perfect, wonderful health, and I'm 71. So mm-hmm. my motto of my company is stay 30 till you're 90. And uh, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. And you know, Stress, stress, when they say stress is a killer, they aren't kidding. They aren't kidding. It affects every single cell in your body. Right. So sometimes we need to really take a step back and realize that everything, our body wants to be well. We just need to give it the tools. So. Great. Good. Sheila, thank you so much. 
Um, Sheila is a, yeah, it goes very quickly. (laughs) Uh, Sheila, again, is a PhD. Uh, She knows her stuff. Her program is involved with diet, with herbal uh, formulas, with stress. It's a really uh, comprehensive program. You can reach Sheila at truelife-solutions.com. Sheila, thanks so much for coming on. And we'll hope to see you again. And everybody, thanks for being here today. It's been another great show that I love doing this. I hope you're finding it helpful. And you can visit us at gotohealthmedia.com. If you want to get email updates, it's gotohealthmedia.com slash updates. And we will see you next week with another great show. And I'll look forward to being with you then. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, Sheila. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Go to Health Radio. Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life.